Welcome to On Olive Oil, hosted by Curtis Cord, the publisher of Olive Oil Times. Featuring 30-minute discussions with people throughout the world, sharing their unique perspectives on the ever-changing olive oil landscape. This week's guest is motion picture producer and director Viknesh Silvalingam. I just want them to know that there is such thing as adulterated olive oil. Even the minor producers to the major producers are doing it and they should like find out more about their food before they buy it. Now, from New York City, here's Curtis Cord. Viknesh Silvalingam is a motion picture producer and director whose first independent film, True Love, which he filmed in his native Singapore, has received some good reviews. For his second film, he chose the topic of olive oil fraud. He joins us today from San Francisco. Viknesh, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. So I read that while serving as a combat system specialist in the Singaporean Navy, uh-huh. You spent any free time you had writing scripts for short films. What made you want to be a filmmaker? Well, I always had an interest in filmmaking. And uh, I mean, storytelling is the most uh, important thing that I like to do. So back in school, I used to write essays. Somehow I got involved in being the, in, in the Navy. So while being in the Navy, I, I still kept in touch with my creative aspects. So I kept on writing like short stories. And then I discovered film as a medium. And then I decided, you know what, I should be a filmmaker too. I think it seems to be the one of the cool things to do. When did you move to the United States? Uh, in 2008. And how old were you at that time? I was 27. Uh-huh. Uh, 27, yeah. Once I left the Navy, my contract ended with the Navy. And then I came to California to uh, pursue a film education. Because prior to that, I had no film education at all. Mm. And did you come with the rest of your family? Uh, yeah, me and my wife, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of us, yep. And so, when you got to San Francisco, what did you what did you do when you when you arrived? You went to school. Yes, I went to the Academy of Art. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the uh, major schools in the Bay Area. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was there. Uh, so I I did my BA in motion picture and television production. To be honest, when I first came in, I didn't know I wanted to be a director. I just know I, I want to I want to be a filmmaker. So. Eventually, I started taking a few classes. I did cinematography, and then eventually I ended up on the directing track, and that's where I know if I'm going to be. And tell us about your first film, True Love. Well, True Love was a very low-budget film. It's like it's so minute in terms of like the budget-wise, but I really wanted to do that film is because I've been writing. In fact, True Love have been I've been writing True Love from a different like version since like 2002 2003 it started off as a short film and then i started writing more and more and then it became like a feature length film and then uh and i wanted to be make my first film to be shot in singapore and if you know about singapore singapore is like a multiracial country we have like indians chinese malays so i wanted to focus more on the um, the indians in singapore but instead of making it like a cultural movie i wanted to make it like a crime movie with Indian characters in it. So it just shows a different perspective on how like people react differently. Different people react differently. So I want to show that an Indian character in a very, uh, very mainstream scenario will react differently to things. When did you make that? I shot that in 2010. 
10. I was still in film school then. So uh, it's like I, I got a couple of my uh, film school buddies from here. We flew to Singapore and then we shot it over there over the summer. It was like a 15-day shoot. Uh, it did well. Uh, it's now available on Amazon streaming. You can get the DVD as well. Uh, it got selected for a film festival in New York. What is the length of it? It's 87 minutes. Mm -hmm. So Cold Pressed is billed as a crime thriller, a story about an olive oil counterfeiter who wants to build a business empire by selling adulterated olive oil in the United States. What inspired you to choose this topic for your second film? Well, so, what's a funny story? So, uh, so when I first came to California, uh, I started, my diet changed a little bit. So back in Singapore, we used to like, you know, we used to eat oily food. We used to have like, we used to fry with corn oil and everything. So when I came here, I was living by myself, me and my wife. So we, we didn't have our parents cooking. So we decided to like, we changed our diet a little bit. So we started using olive oil. And then I was still in school then, so we had to we had a we had a limited uh, grocery budget, so we have to go. So I went down to like a, a neighborhood store and started buying olive oil from there. So like a one liter bottle of extra virgin olive oil is like eight dollars, nine dollars, compared to like fifteen dollars if you go to like like what Trader Joe's or uh, Whole Foods, you know. So mm -hmm. so that that change in price got me thinking. It's like it says extra virgin olive oil on both bottles, but why is the price so different? I know they, they could be the quality of the olives too, but even the look of the oil is different. Like the one I buy from the small neighborhood store is like very light, but the one from Trader Joe's or wherever, sometimes it's a little bit darker. So, and then I started doing some research on it and then I found out that people actually uh, mix it up with corn oil or soybean oil and sell it as extra virgin olive oil. Mm. And so then what happened? And then, yeah, and then I was like, wow, it's like, and then I found out like how the, uh, how the gangsters in Italy and how, I mean, it, it's not just gangster. I think it's like more like dishonest businessmen. That's what I would say. It's like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, they, they're trying to make a profit out of it, you know, and they're trying to like maximize their profit. And so it's unfair because like, and, and it's not even like olive oil, even like black pepper, even like chicken you know it, this food is such like such a very um cross-cultural and very it is it, it's, it's essential for for all of us to uh to survive and people are like trying to cheat us over that is something uh that everyone should be aware of and i felt that i could do a documentary about it but to be honest a, a documentary about olive oil is it, it, it would only it will only interest the people who are already interested about olive oil. You know what I mean? So if I could do like a crime movie and then somehow like slip in the message about this guy, about this, there is such, such thing as fake olive oil, then maybe uh, I could get the message across wider. So you noticed the difference in the oils at Safeway and, and perhaps at, at other stores. Mm -hmm. You started to become concerned about, about fraud, right. food fraud. How did you go about researching for, for the film? Uh, I did a lot of online research, mm -hmm. uh, mostly online and, uh, uh, and on YouTube. There's like a bunch of videos about it as well. Um, and then I come across this book. I mean, funny thing. So I, I started writing the screenplay uh, before um, coming across the Extra Virginity, the book mm -hmm. by, uh, by Mueller, Tom Mueller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
it was like wow it's like this actually <laughs> whatever i'm writing in my script actually is like makes sense because like it is true like people actually there's a, there's a lot of like uh underbelly to this olive oil industry that uh people need to be aware of and and uh yeah my research helps a lot Let me introduce you to Komosumini, Jose Regole. This 100% extra virgin olive oil will soon, very soon, be distributed throughout the West Coast and the entire country. Nothing was handed to me. Roadblocks, hurdles, endless red tape. And this is just the start of my empire. So in the film, exactly how are the criminals adulterating olive oil? So what they do is they uh they bringing the the oil from Italy. They 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 bringing like uh like a few barrels from Italy and then they and then they bring it down to California and then they cut it with soybean oil and corn oil and so instead of like having like eight or nine cases of olive oil to sell they ended up having like 30 or 50 so it just multiplies their their output by mixing it with other oils and is that kind of activity widespread in your opinion yes yes i think it is uh so the funny thing is like i i did so the the bay area there's quite a number of olive oil producers distributors and then um so yeah and and i spoke with them too and then they were telling me yeah it's like this thing that um it's pretty uh it's pretty rampant and then one of them told me that cuz olive oil they they divided into like a b or c grades so the a grade is the one that is the most purest and b is not so pure in terms of like the quality of the of the olives so this guy was telling me that the the b grade ends up costing more than the a grade because people do not know the difference between uh good oil and bad oil cuz they are Their tongue has been so uh, immune to it. A, B, and C. Yeah. You mean the grade of the of the oil? Oh, the olives. I see. And so you started a crowdfunding campaign to raise the funds for post production. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like you fell short of your goal, which right. was which was to raise thirty five thousand. It looks like you raised about eight mm-hmm. thousand. So what's the current status of the film? Is it going to get made? Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah, I mean, that's a bummer that I didn't get uh, enough funding to do it the way I wanted it to do. Yeah, but right now it is going to get it is in post production. It should be done by end of this year. That's my goal and we are on track with it. So, what actually happened uh, instead of like going to a major studio to do the uh, the final post and everything, we ended up going with with, with like freelancers. So, which is the same effect, but it just takes time. And how happy are you with the raw footage? Oh, it was great. Uh, I think my whole team did a great job uh with the limited resources that we had and I think um they will be proud of it. I think everyone watching it will be proud of it and I'm proud of this film too. Uh I think it's one of my best work. Well, we're going to take a short break. On Olive Oil is produced by Olive Oil Times, the world's leading olive oil publication. and the International Culinary Center Olive Oil Program. Learn olive oil sensory assessment in New York. 
The Olive Oil Sommelier Certification Program offers comprehensive instruction in olive oil sensory assessment and olive oil events throughout the year. Sign up at culinarycenter.com. You, you know, I noticed in this in the crowdfunding campaign, you offered several packages or perks, as they're called, to those people who contributed to the crowdfunding drive. And the title, the titles of those perks were as follows. The $10 perk was star olive oil. The $20 perk was Carapelli olive oil. The $40 was Newman olive oil. $75 was Cola Vita olive oil. And the $200 perk was Pompeian olive oil. Why did you choose those titles? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, it's those the oil, they are very, like, uh, very common in grocery stores. So people usually uh, see those brands in the market. Uh, so the reason why I put those brands is like, you know, I mean, we live in a, in a, in a time where we, whenever we buy a product, we, we just don't want to buy that product. We are, trying, we are actually like, we want to find out like who the manufacturers are and what they do with their, with the social time. I mean, how they contribute to society as well. You know what I mean? So, I'm so I just want like this film is like people like whenever they buy a, buy a bottle of olive oil they actually like find out like who the farmers are and uh, how they grow their olives because this is something that we put into our body right so we need to be very aware about it. Uh, but you're not actually sending the people who contribute those amounts. You're not actually sending them the olive oil. No, no, it's just the name of the. It was just a, a symbolic title of that package. You're clearly trying to send a message with those titles. Right. Mm-hmm. And that message is? The message is uh, find out more about this all this before you buy them. Mm-hmm. And I watched the brief interviews with the cast of the film that were used to uh, solicit the contributions. Mm-hmm. And each of them stressed that one of the objectives of the project was to was to educate people on the problem of food fraud and olive oil adulteration. One cast member said it was a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. Another said his his wife had food allergies. After watching the film, what do you think the audience will gain in terms of their understanding of olive oil? Well, after watching the film, I, I just want them to know that uh, there is such thing as adulterated olive oil. And even the minor producers to the major producers are doing it and they should like find out more about their food before they buy it and and hopefully like they will like put this kind of like uh cheating businesses out of business Hmm. you're really talking about olive oil adulteration which is different from the mislabeling of extra virgin for example uh, when it's really a lower grade, but you're not talking about substandard olive oils. You're talking about adulterated olive oils in the film. Isn't that true? Right. Yeah. It's like there's some uh, some bottles of olive where they actually say that it's a blend. They say it's like an olive oil blend, which is they are admitting that it's not taken from one source of olive oil. But there's some brands that claim blatantly that that they are extra virgin. 100% Italian olive oil, but on, in actual fact, the oil could be coming in from a variety of uh, countries. And what kind of interest has the film generated? I'm curious about 
you know, since you began this project, have you gotten calls, for example, from any stakeholders in the olive oil industry? Well, I got a couple of people like calling me, they're asking me about my film. Some of them, they are very, uh, they're very like self-conscious. They don't want like my film to be um, putting their uh, industry in the bad light. So I had to reassure them that that's not my intention. It's like my intention is to make it aware. You know, I'm sure they are. They, I mean, they themselves are aware that there is such thing as fake olive oil, but they can't go around telling people that because that is their business. I mean, that's their industry, right? So we need, they need an outsider to tell the rest of the world that there is such thing as food fraud or adulterated olive oil. So yeah, a, a couple of people call me, they're very, uh, they're very concerned about it. And some of them, they were very, um, they're very happy that I'm uh, bringing this out in a more entertaining way, rather than doing a documentary about it. And the calls where they were concerned about how you're portraying the industry, mm-hmm. uh, how would you characterize those those callers? Well, I mean, they, they were all they were all small businesses, so so I I understand why they are concerned about it because they they're honest people. That's what I would say. They're just very concerned about how we portray because, like, they they might ask me like, what what gave me the right to make a movie about olive oil? You know, because I've I've no connection to olive oil at all. Freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what it's called. And so what's the, what's the next step now? What are you going to do now? Uh, what are your plans for the film? Uh, so I'm planning to submit to a few festivals uh, once I'm done with this. And, uh, so the whole of 2017 will be uh, making its rounds to the festival circuit. And then uh, eventually I, um, I hope it gets fixed up by a distributor and everyone will be able to see it on a, on a streaming VOD. Mm-hmm. Again, you said that'll be sometime before the end of the year? Yes, end of this year, so now it's November. So by next month, yeah, the middle of next month, before Christmas, that's what I gave myself the goal to finish it. So, yeah, and, and we are on track. So before the end of, before Christmas, the movie will be done. And uh, next year, it should be playing in some festivals, I hope. How much does it cost to put a film of 90 minutes of, into post-production? It, ver- it, it, it varies depending on what I want to do. So, I mean, I had a good team. We managed to find, like, creative solutions to problems. I mean, the reason why I wanted, like, 35000 was, like I said, to go to a major studio to do it there. And, like, if there are any problems with the images or the audio, we could fix it by doing ADR or something like that. But uh, since we didn't hit our goal all the fixes that we have to do, we have to find creative solutions to it editorially as well. So in a way, in, in a way uh, it's good because with mistakes, you find out new ways to do things. So mm. which is what we do. I mean, abundance is the, is the, uh, is the duff of creativity. Now that you and your wife are concerned about the quality of the olive oil, you, you're, still, you're still enjoying olive oil in your diet. Is that true? Yes. yes. So now, now that you're concerned about the quality, how do you go about choosing a bottle of olive oil? Well, I will... Um, so most of the olive oil, they will have a seal by the uh, COOC, the Californian Olive Oil Council. So that is one of my, my go-to uh, method to see if the oil is... Uh, pure or not and then once I do that and then I will find out a little bit more about the olive oil myself and then once 
the course is clear, I'll just keep on buying the same oil over and over again. What about tasting it? Do you think you can taste the difference between an olive oil that is truly extra virgin and one that, for example, has been adulterated? Yes, now I can taste the difference a little, a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think with time, it's like, it's like wine, you know, once you like keep on tasting it, you can tell the difference. And what do you look for in the taste? I look for like, it gives me like an, I mean, they, they call it like an uh, strong taste to it. The, I mean, the smell is a giveaway. The, the, the pure extra virgin olive oil is like, it's very strong, it smells very thick. You said it smells really what? Uh, thick. Thick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, and the taste, and, the, and when you taste the oil, it's like, leaves like a little bit of like, um, oh wow, what's the word? I, spice, spicy to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I say spicy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It lingers, yeah, it lingers in your mouth. Even after swallowing it, the taste of the olive still lingers in your mouth a little bit for a few seconds. And when it's bad, what does it seem like? You taste nothing. You taste nothing. Yeah, it tastes nothing. It's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, the, the bad ones that I've tasted, they are like very light. I think that's why like people like when they buy a bottle of olive oil, they look for the light quality in it because they, they can't handle the taste of pure extra virgin olive oil because the pure extra, the pure oil is like very intense. The taste is pretty intense. So people buy diluted olive oil thinking that that's the good stuff because it feels light. Mm-hmm. Light and diluted. Yes, exactly. And then since it's light and diluted, it, it automatically becomes a healthier choice. And so what's your next project? Well, I do have a couple of projects uh, lined up. I uh, guess you want to finish this one first, right, Viknesh? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I can't, I, I can't wait to finish this film. It's been like, uh, what, two, four years of my life. I started developing uh, when my wife was expecting, and now my son is like turning four in March. Yeah, four years of my life in this in this film. Yeah. Wow. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm developing another project. Uh, it's based off this book uh, by this Singaporean author. Uh, coincidentally, she uh, wrote about uh, soy sauce. Oh. Yeah, soy sauce, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it just just so happens that um, but it's nothing about fake olive uh, fake soy sauce or something it's like uh it's like a coming of age story about this woman who lives in san francisco she had to move back to singapore to uh help out her parents in their soy sauce business and so do you think your next project will be centered on food as well uh the way things are going uh yes it is i mean food 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 is the one that brings people together so why not right indeed so how do you make money off a film like this oh uh, I have no idea. Uh, well, <laughs> no idea. Uh, well, I mean, m- movies. I mean, the, the 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 investors who invest in this movie, they just wanted me to finish it and get the message out in the public, right? Um, and I don't want them to like stop investing in movies. So my objective as a producer in this was like to make sure that I recoup all of the investments at least. And how would you do that? Uh, distribution to uh, VOD sales. Right, video on demand. Yeah, video on demand, right. Uh, either like Amazon, Netflix, or iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way. I mean, theaters are tough. I mean, everyone knows, like, nowadays people rather watch in the comfort of their home. And my movie could do well in, in limited screenings, but ultimately, um, uh, on video on demand is the place that uh, you will eventually live and who are your investors 
Uh, they found private investors. Are they particularly interested in olive oil? Uh, some were. A couple of them were. Uh, some of them, they were just in- interested in investing in my films. They like what I'm doing, and so they invested in me. Are any of your investors involved in the business of olive oil at all? Uh, no, mm-hmm. actually. But but the olive oil um, uh, area, like uh, there's a couple of um, distributors in California. They helped us with locations. Uh, they allowed us to shoot in their premises. you mind sharing who they are? Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, there's the Olivina, mm-hmm. and there's uh, Veronica Foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two are the main uh, contributors in terms of location and uh, support in terms of like technical support for the film. Mm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful for their assistance because without that, I've, I wouldn't have any idea how to like capture the real essence of the olive oil. Viknesh Silvalingam is a motion picture producer and director whose current project, Cold Pressed, about olive oil adulteration, it's a crime thriller, is currently in post-production. It is expected to be released later this year. Viknesh, it was a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Curtis. On Olive Oil is produced by Olive Oil Times, the world's leading olive oil publication, and the International Culinary Center Olive Oil Program. Sign up at oliveoilschool.org.